We are all born with a purpose, yet identifying what that is can be very challenging. It can be even more challenging to find purpose in your business. So, is it possible to find purpose in your business and make profit at the same time? Not only is it possible, but a business led by purpose can be even more profitable than one that is simply led by profit. Join Robert Fukui as he explores how to be purpose-led and profitable while making a positive impact in your community. Hi, this is Robert Fukui, your host of the Purpose and Profitability podcast, where we believe that having a profitable, purpose-led business can lead to community transformation. Good afternoon. It's Thursday afternoon, uh, about almost 5.30 here, and I'm doing a, I guess, kind of an impromptu Facebook Live um, as I'm recording this podcast, because normally, of course, uh, for those of you that are normally watching me on Facebook Live, it's Monday mornings at 8.30 Pacific, um, but obviously I was not on <laughs> this Monday. I uh, apologize, and um, I had all in, every intention to uh, pre-record something and then have it posted to go on on Monday, uh, because I was in a meeting in Portland um, the first part of this week. But best of intentions sometimes uh, go awry, and so I, I never got around to it. And primarily because I wasn't sure exactly what the topic was going to be, <laughs> so that's really the truth of it. Um, but over the last few days, actually, I, I, it kind of dawned on me kind of late last week of what I would talk about, but uh, just kind of got a bit too late. So I'm going to just do an impromptu Facebook Live uh, this afternoon, so hopefully you enjoy it. And of course, um, everybody can always listen to the podcast anyway and also for on facebook fans uh, you can still um, listen to the recording so today's topic and you'll notice i'm flying solo there's only one screen just me it's not uh, eric you normally who's with me but uh, because we're we're kind of off schedule um, i'm going to fly solo today but the topic of today's um, facebook live or podcast uh, depending on how you're watching this is um, staying the course it's all about staying the course you know as a as you and even myself, as we're building our businesses, one of the hardest things to do is uh, make a plan and stay the course. You know, when you don't see a quick return on your investment and your marketing dollars, uh, most are really quick to change course. I've had, I've had uh, clients like that, I've, and I've just witnessed friends who've had businesses that have uh, done that. And, you know, unfortunately, being impatient and changing course too soon can cost you thousands of, do- thousands of dollars in lost revenue and increased expenses. Now, how do you say, how, how do you, how do you, um, how you see increased expenses if you quit too soon. You figured you'd try to cut your losses and move on. Well, you know, if you're not getting the results you're, you're looking for, um, well, all that money you're spending in your marketing campaigns or any kind of marketing activity, even if it's networking, um, that's, all lost, that's all lost income. Um, whereas if you would have stayed the course and things start to work, then you would recoup that money and hopefully make more and actually make a profit off it. But the question is always, well, how do I know it's going to work if I keep going? I don't want to keep losing money, just keep putting money into to marketing and, and lose it all. And that, that's a tough question to answer. Um, so, how do you, so how do you know when to just stay the course and actually when to make a change? Because sometimes we do have to make a change. So that's the topic of today's discussion. I think it's going to be uh, near and dear to a lot of uh, entrepreneurs' hearts. It's, it's how, do you, how do you know when to stay the course and how, when, when it's time to actually hang it up? Or like Willie Nelson's, uh, no, not Willie Nelson's song, um, uh, oh, you know, know when to hold them, know when to fold them. Um, you all know what, I'm, what that uh, country singer I'm talking about. Uh, Kenny Rogers, Kenny Rogers, that's it. So how do you know when to hold them and when to fold them? And so when it comes to marketing, it's uh, that's a great question. And and the answer is it, it just depends. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's no real uh, concrete answer when it comes to that answering that question. Um, so, 
And the first thing you got to understand when it comes to marketing is marketing is all about building relationships. So whether you're trying to gain business through networking or doing some kind of ad campaigns, whether it's through commercials or flyers, billboards, what have you, you're trying to build trust with your audience because people do business with people they trust. They're going to buy from you if they trust you. Trust that you're going to deliver what you're promising. And so obviously for, for networking, that, that's, that's obvious. You, you've got to get to know people and to, before they trust you to do business with you or to refer business to you. Uh, but even in ad campaigns, whether it's Facebook ads or more traditional uh, commercials or TV commercials or um, uh, flyers and um, you, know, you name it, um, you're still trying to build trust. You, want to, you have to be consistent. You know, people have to see your ads um, time and time again before, the, for the majority of them, before they're willing to, to um, take the risk and, and purchase from you. You know, there's a very small percentage of your potential target audience that's willing to make a purchase right now, see your ad and say, okay, I'm going to buy. But the vast majority, probably over 80% of your potential target audience has to get to know you a little bit in whatever medium you're using to communicate to them. So it just takes time. Um, and, and, and too often I see, especially when it comes to something like I, I mentioned mailers, you know, you do one mailing campaign, um, one, one round of, of mailers and they don't see a return and then you just stop. Well, typically that's not going to work anyway. You, you need to, um, put, um, send out a series of these mailers, sometimes three to four waves before you actually start to see a return. So it just takes time. Like I said, you have to be consistent just because they see your ad or you see your mailers one time does not mean they're necessarily going to buy. They just have to, there has, it has to be consistency. And part of it is they may not be in the market to buy at the moment. So when you're sending the ad out, um, you have, you're, you're banking on the fact that they're ready to make a purchase now. And for a lot of reasons, a lot of customers just aren't ready to buy right now for a lot of reasons, whether it's financial reasons, it's just not the time. Um, like say you're advertising uh, your car dealership, you're advertising for cars. Well, maybe their car is still in working order. And, but maybe five months down the line, it breaks down. So then they're in the market for a car. So you just never know. So as far as how much time it takes, like I said, it just depends. It really depends on the type of business that you have, the amount of customers that you need to reach, and your budget of time and money, um, the time you have to commit to it. Um, so the key, uh, um, you know, for starters, one of the keys is you really have to start to set a budget, a realistic budget of time and money that you have to put into it and be able to really invest uh, a minimum of six months into any type of marketing that you do, even if it's just simple networking. So if you have a service-based business like mine as a consultant, um, just good old-fashioned networking um, can do the trick because I don't need a ton of customers. I just need the right few. Right? So I don't need to do these huge ad campaigns to try and get 50 phone calls to the um, you know, 50 phone calls on my cell phone. So I just need a, a few good customers or good clients. Um, but if you have a retailer, so if you have a store, a grocery store or a, a shoe store, whatever, any kind of retail store or e-commerce business, you need a lot of customers, which means you'll most likely you do have to invest into some kind of advertising, whether it's internet ads or traditional um, offline or, or outbound um, outbound advertising or a combination of, of all different types of advertising. Um, you, you know, regardless of the type of marketing that you do, you, you need to spend, you need to, uh, whatever, whatever the plan you create for the campaigns, you, you need to set aside or budget a minimum of six months to see, um, see some really activity, some real return. Now you might say, well, I don't have six months. Well, th that's another question. That's another issue. So we might have to, um, you, you know, you, uh, that, yeah. So anyways, um, um, that's another 
issue that we're going to have to talk about or you'd have to talk about is if you don't have six months to commit, um, then you need to really um, take account of, okay, what am I doing here? You know, should we even still stay in business? Because if your situation is that dire, um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough going. Now, this, now committing for at least a minimum of six months doesn't necessarily mean that you're not going to get a return sooner. It's just that on a, typically for a typical ad campaign or marketing campaign that you embark on, um, that's usually the, just the amount of time you just it's, that you can kind of say, okay, you can make an assessment at six months and say, okay, it's definitely not working or it is working. Um, it, just, it just takes a while. Um, but even if you're not getting immediate um, clients or customers through the door within those first six months, now, usually within three months, you start to see some activity. And sometimes, like I said, you can you know, write it, maybe the first month right off the gate, you start to see customers coming through the door as a result of your campaigns. And that definitely can happen. In fact, for, you know, again, the, depending on the type of business you have, it's very realistic for certain types of businesses to see a pretty quick return. But you're not going to see the uh, full extent of the campaign really kick in until three to six months afterwards. Like I said, um, you know, most of your t- potential target audience, uh, it just takes time to really reach them and for them to build trust to, to, to do business with you. Um, but in the midst of not seeing any quick returns or seeing significant um, uh, increase in, in customers, you still can measure some success, the success of your campaigns in other ways some for some, with some surrogate markers, some surrogate um, endpoints. So ultimately, you want to see sales. But be in, in the midst of that, you can still start to measure other secondary uh, markers that measure so that your campaigns are starting to work. So since some of you are listening on Facebook Live, we'll just talk about Facebook ads or Facebook posts or Facebook advertising or marketing. So if you're doing Facebook ads, uh, some of the things you can measure are just the, the basic engagement to your ads, you know, that they're, they're liking your ad or commenting on it, um, maybe even liking to your Facebook page, um, clicking to your website. So there's other types of activity that's, that's, uh, that says to me or that would say to me, hey, they're, they're, seeing, they're seeing the ads or they're seeing my posts and they're liking it. There's some interest. Right. If there was absolutely, if you didn't have any likes, and sometimes you see some on Facebook pages, you see some posts, and there's no activity at all. There's no likes. There's no comments. There's no shares. Um, so that's you know, that would tell me that hey, this is a very um, their audience is not engaged with this uh, Facebook page. But if you st- start to see those type of ag- activities, engagements on posts and ads, you say okay, something's working. And if the clicks to your website are continually increasing over time. And the engagement level and the number of likes to your page is consistently increasing. Uh, then you can at least say, okay, hey, there's, there's something going on here. It, it is working. And within the first three months of any marketing campaign, there's just a lot of experimenting. Now, we can have a total, like for Facebook, for example, we can have a total campaign of the kind of posts we're going to have, the kind of images that we're going to use, um, what type of subjects that we're going to put on these posts, um, what kind of ads we're going to do, what kind of imagery we're going to use, what kind of calls to action, um, you know, what target audience we're going after, and we can go for it. But you know, sometimes it works well right off the gate, but a lot of times you have to do um, a lot of adjustments. Um, so, you know, it's not as easy as some of the infomercials I see on Facebook advertising, hey, you know, 
click on this webinar and we're going to tell you how to um, make $50,000 a month through Facebook ads, right? So it's, it sounds great. It sounds easy. And the principles might be accurate, might be true. But when it comes to the implementation, um, it doesn't always work first time out of the gate, like I said. So there's a lot of experimenting and adjusting. And, and a lot of people just give up really quickly. So they run maybe one week worth of Facebook ads, not seeing a return, um, not getting any phone calls, um, no one's filling out their, their contact forms on the website or even commenting on their, web or their Facebook page, and they just kind of give up. They spend, say, $100, $200 on Facebook ads the first month or first week or two, uh, maybe even the first month, and they don't really see any return, and so they, they quit. Um, in fact, you know, um, even for me with, with the Facebook campaigns that I run for uh, some of my customers, my clients, um, you know, we, we may not see uh, um, phone calls right away. We might not see um, people filling out forms right away. Uh, in fact, I have a, probably a, an example I'm going to give here in a little bit. Um, but it doesn't mean it's just not, it's not working. We have to look at the data and analyze and say, hey, what do we need to change? Um, because maybe the, uh, the, the plan, the strategy might be fine, but uh, we might just have to adjust what we do. So, so, I, so I do have a current um, uh, client and we were, you know, one of the things we're trying to do for lead generation is uh, there's a free download, a free ebook that uh, we're offering. And so we have some ads, we have some Facebook posts and trying to generate traffic um, to the landing page and hopefully they download the ebook and then we get their email addresses and then so that we can continue to stay in connect, connected with them. Well, as we're, you know, the first week or two, we're seeing a lot of activity on the ads, um, a lot of likes. Uh, they're even liking the page. They're clicking to the landing page uh, and quite a significant amount of traffic to the landing page, but only one person has actually downloaded the ebook. And you're looking at the amount of traffic that's going into the landing page, and you're just like, okay, why aren't they downloading the ebook? I mean, there's clearly the ad and even the video that we're using is pretty clear what it is and what they're going to receive, but for whatever reason, they're not clicking on the um, for the ebook. So now many people might uh, just give up and say, okay, maybe they're just not interested um, for whatever reason. But but what we're looking at is okay, we're getting traffic to the site, so clearly the landing page is not converting for whatever reason. So we have to make adjustments to the copy, um, maybe even the call to action, slight um, change in the call to action or something. The other thing that we're looking at as we're looking at the web traffic and just the activity on the website, that while, they, while the um, audience that's clicking into the landing page to download, potentially download the ebook, while they may not be downloading the ebook, we did notice they were signing up for the newsletter which is on a separate page of the web, a different page of the website. So we kind of measured, you know, how they were, um, uh, how they were navigating the web page or the website. And we did see that they were signing it for the newsletter organically. Now we weren't promoting that. We were promoting the ebook, but for whatever reason, they weren't signing up for the ebook, but they were signing up for the uh, newsletter. And we're, so we still get their email address that we can stay connected with them. Um, so, what we did was, hey, let's make a shift into the Facebook ads instead of, hey, download the ebook. Hey, want to stay connected with us for, for um, stay connected and hear more tips and advice from, from our client um, and, and sign up for the newsletter and then get the ebook for free anyway. Um, so just, you know, those little things like that, just making those little shifts um, 
really starts to change the course of the ad campaigns. But if we didn't take a step back and kind of look at what was going on as a whole, um, we may have, might have missed it. We might have just been so sold and concentrated on our strategy, which was, hey, get them to download an ebook. Um, but since that wasn't working, uh, we were just going to adjust the landing page to try to make sure that converts better. But then as we took a step back and look at, a, at the broader view of what was going on with the traffic that we were generating from the ads, we said, hey, something else is working that we're not even trying, <laughs> which was getting the sign up for the newsletter. So why don't we just shift our strategy a little bit? We still get the same result. It's just uh, sometimes you, you got to make sure that you don't get so sold on your, your own idea that you lose sight of what's going on. And that's what happens a lot. If we could have been very much intent on, we're going to make this thing work. We're going to make sure they download the ebook. Hey, if they don't want to download the ebook, they don't want to download the ebook. If they're willing to sign up for the newsletter, well, let's give them that, right? So we just did a little switch. So, you know, that's case of we're giving it time, but we're also analyzing what's working and what's not and adjusting to it. So even though sales is the ultimate goal when you're doing marketing, at the same time, you got You want to put some um, some benchmarks and sur- surrogate markers to see um, if things are working, even if you're not getting sales right now. So that's why I use Facebook because the, there's a lot of data that comes out of it. Um, but if you're someone like me who's, who's networking and relies more um, on just good old fashioned networking to get customers, um, still want to do the same, have the same approach or the same mindset is to analyze what's working and what's, what's not. You see, last year, you know, for me. Um, you know, I just did a lot of networking. I built some key um, relationships with key uh, different networks of people and business people. And, uh, you know, work, you know, is going pretty well for the first few months when I, when I started doing consulting full time. And then all of a sudden it started drying up. I didn't really, wasn't getting any clients anymore for whatever reason, nothing seemed to be working. It was just silent. It was just very quiet. And so, you know, I was giving it time, you know, six, eight months and, and still kind of nothing. So I decided, hey, I'm, I'm going to have to kick it up a notch. You know, I'm a marketer. So I said, let's do some ad campaigns, uh, did some commercials and uh, did some Facebook ads, did free webinars and, and all that. And nothing was working. You know, spent thousands of dollars in this and, and nothing was working. So, you know, did this about three months and nothing was working. And so I had, you know, certain expectations. And even though I wasn't getting sales, I wasn't, you know, I was disappointed, but I was like, okay, let's look and see what the activity was uh, from all this marketing activity. And still, there was, there was really nothing. I mean, it was like, okay, nothing was working. There was no signs that it was going to get better. And so, I, what I did, I took a step back and I was analyzing my situation, analyzing even what I was doing in the past, which the original plan, the original marketing plan was really just to uh, form relationships with some key strategic partners and strategic alliances. And um, like I said, I don't need a lot of clients to, to make a good living. I just need the right few. And as I was analyzing my, my own networking, what I was doing networking-wise, yes, I, I did form relationships with some key strategic partners and, and, and had relationships with some key networks. But I also had to be honest with myself, as was I being effective with my time? One of the things I noticed is that maybe I was spreading myself a little too thin. Maybe I had my hands in too many different groups of people and strategic partners. And I said, you know, really what was going on was I wasn't really spending quality time with key, uh, key networks, key influencers, key strategic partners. So I said, well, let's forget these ad campaigns and let's go back to the original plan. Uh, 
let's just um, pare down my activities so that I can spend more quality time with some key networks and relationships that I'd already built. Um, once I made that shift and that change, um, things really worked. And so it's been very fruitful since. And so the moral of the story here is that, yeah, initially I gave it time, but the time I was giving wasn't really good quality time. So I had to analyze, um, you know, what was I doing? So the strategy was sound. The execution was poor on my part. And then so what happened was I said, I got tired and said, okay, I got to do something different and spent thousands of dollars on things that didn't work. And then had to reanalyze, okay, if I would have just stayed the course, but just adjusted what I was doing to be more effective in, in cultivating relationships in my networks, I wouldn't have wasted all those thousands of dollars that I did over those, for those few months. Okay. So, um, so that works even so, so even as a, as a consultant, you know, I also had to be the student at one point. So I was my, I was my number one client for a period of time. So, so anyways, um, I hope this, I hope this is helpful. You know, it goes back to stay the course and, you know, when to know uh, when to stay the course and when to shift. Again, like I said, it just depends. But one of the things you, you, you need to do that will help you determine whether or not you stay the course or not is have measurements, have key performance indicators, even though you're not getting sales, but have some key performance indicators that can tell you whether or not things are working or not that there's some activity, there's some engagement, there's some kind of um, positive impact into what you're doing marketing-wise. And if you're not getting the results you're, you, you want or the key performance indicators say, hey, this isn't working, before you just throw the baby out with the bathwater, you have to analyze, okay, can I be doing something different that'll make this more effective, maybe make the strategy more effective? And you have to take a step back and look at the big picture and see what's going on and not be so in tune into uh, what, you, what you think is success. Going back to my Facebook campaign uh, example, is our success, part of our success is gonna be determined by, hey, are they downloading the ebook? Um, and we weren't getting that, but something else was happening that if we didn't take a step back and look at all the data and say, hey, something's going on over here that we're not even trying, we're not even trying. Um, and then on my own networking experience, taking a step back and say, okay, yeah, I was networking, but was I really doing the best to my ability? Um, and so, and then really taking an honest look at what you're doing execution-wise, right? So stay the course. Most likely, a lot of times, your initial plan, your initial strategy to grow your business, marketing-wise or whatever, or, or, or anything else, is a lot of times the strategy, be, the strategy is sound. It's just the execution just isn't, um, where it should be. And then you just need to make some adjustments on the execution side. And uh, oftentimes you'll see the results you're looking for. So anyways, I hope this session helped. I hope this uh, uh, podcast helps you. And thank you again for listening to the Purpose and Profitability Podcast. Uh, we're back on schedule Monday morning at 8.30 a.m. Pacific time. Eric will be with me and we're going to talk about uh, really cultivating uh, customer loyalty. So that should be a fun topic to talk about. So if you have any other business questions or topics that you'd like to hear about, email me at prosper at i61businessdevelopment.com. That's prosper at the letter I, number 61, businessdevelopment.com, or go to the Facebook page, Purpose and Profitability, and tune in on Monday as we go live once again. Thank you again for listening. This is Robert Fakui, and remember, 
Purpose plus profit equals transformation. God bless. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you have enjoyed this podcast. For more information, please visit purposeandprofit.com.